welcome to the Wibbly Wobbly Tiny Wimey Podcast. I'm Lucia Kelly, expert at applied analysis, and your wish is my command, but be careful what you wish for. And I'm Talia Franks, media critic, dentic enthusiast, and I shall rise from the pit to make war against God. <laughs> and we're here today for a Wibbly Wobbly Minisode. Today we'll be talking about our top 10 episodes that we've covered so far. Because we can! <laughs> Reminder that time isn't a straight line. It can twist into any shape, and as such, this is a fully spoiled podcast. We might bring things in from later in the show, the comics, the books, the audio dramas, or even fan theories and articles. With that out of the way, I guess we are going to talk about Rose again. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get in the TARDIS. So, hi everyone. It's been a while. Not a super long while, but a little while. We hope you enjoyed season two. Yeah, we certainly enjoyed making it. It was very, I'm very hype for everything ahead of time. It was actually incredibly very rude that I was not allowed to put as part of this top 10, the episodes that we have recorded, but have not released yet. Because there are some of them that I would 100% put on. <laughs> No, we're going to do another top 10 later as another bonus episode, probably sometime after season four. But we are going to be talking about the episodes we've recorded so far, which basically includes season one, season two, all the Flux episodes, and the Jodie Whittaker specials that have come out so far. We're not going to be talking about the other bonus episodes that we recorded. We're just talking about episodes of the show. So we're talking about which episodes of the show did we like the most and enjoy talking about the most. All that considered, Lucia, which is your number 10 episode? Okay, so I want to caveat this by saying the reason that this episode is on here is primarily sentimental value. Oh no. This is in no way a recommendation to listen to it. <laughs> oh no. And it's episode one. It's the very first one we made. It's Rose. Oh. Because that's the thing that started this whole thing. Okay. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think about how far we've come from there. We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> We really had no idea what we were doing. We like barely knew each other. Yeah, and that's the other thing as well is when we first started, it was literally like we'd been in the same Slack and we like knew of each other, but that was only like probably the second, maybe third time that we'd been on the video call together. Yeah, it was literally I guested on into the archives with you, and then afterwards we were like, uh, well, I was like. I had this idea a while ago of having this Doctor Who podcast. We seem to have a really good vibe with each other. Do well, you want to be my co-host? <laughs> no, that's actually not how it happened. What happened was, and I can't prove that this is how it happened because Slack eats chats. And also the Slack has since been destroyed because Nick nuked it. But the point is, I'm pretty sure the way the conversation happened that I was telling you about Into the Archives. And I was telling mm. you that I'm starting this fan fiction podcast 
but I'd also love to start a Doctor Who podcast at some point. And then mm. you said that you used to have a Doctor Who podcast. And I said, wouldn't it be cool if we could have a Doctor Who podcast together? And then you said that you didn't know what our chemistry would be like. And then I said, why don't you guest on Into the Archives and we can test it out? <laughs> it was all a marketing ploy. <laughs> <laughs> what was really funny was that after we finished the recording of the Into the Archives episode was that then we stayed on after recording that episode for like another hour just chatting. Yeah, <laughs> which is how it's been ever since. Literally every episode, like literally every time we get on call with each other, there's at least an hour of pre-recorded chat and then maybe another hour of post-recording chat. <laughs> Pretty much. Sometimes, sometimes, I think this time there was only like 45 minutes of pre-recording chat. So we did good this time. We did yeah, good. Big, yeah. Because I specifically nuked it because I knew what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, episode one. It's number 10. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I did not include episode one on this list. Mostly because while I do love it for nostalgia reasons, I was being cutthroat. And also thinking about not even which episodes do I think they'll have the highest quality production wise. Because... I never re-listen to our episodes because I can't stand listening to something that I can't later change. Because listeners, let me tell you, if I re-listen to our episodes, you can bet that they'd be getting re-edited and you'd be getting new versions all the time. Let me tell you, if I actually had re-listened to Rose, then there would be a new version of Rose out there, <laughs> which maybe isn't such a bad thing. It's not a bad, I, I was literally thinking. We might re-release a new cut of Rose at some point. We might want to remaster that one. We honestly might release a director's cut of Rose. Anyway, wow, we literally need to speed this up because we only yeah. have two minutes left on the timer and we've only talked about your 10. Anyway, my number 10, because I loved recording this episode, I loved talking about this episode, and I just really enjoy these episodes are Rise of the Cybermen, Age of Steel, that two-part episode we recorded with Nick, Nicole Hill. I often think of them in my head as Nick Fury because that's their Twitter <laughs> handle. Anyway, Nick is great. Nick also embodies Nick Fury in many ways. <laughs> yeah, they're very chaotic and very fun. And that was just a great episode to record and a great episode I really enjoyed it did that episode appear anywhere on your top 10 or did you just not include it it didn't but it was very close it almost got on there because okay. it's one of the episodes that we've done that I'm more proud of and one of the biggest qualifiers in my top 10 is did we have an interesting discussion so a lot of mine are like yes I really enjoyed when we talked about this or that and some of them are more like, this was a really important milestone for us as creators. Because I don't re-listen to a lot of the episodes, most of mine are on here, not even because I enjoy the discussion, not even because I enjoy the production value. A lot of these are on here because of the fact that I enjoyed that episode of Doctor Who and thus I enjoyed talking about it. That is why these are on here. So there are some episodes where we had a really good discussion. Like I loved the discussion that we had about Love and Monsters with Priya. 
I would never in a million years put it on this list. What was your number nine? My number nine is Dalek. And the reason that I chose Dalek is... It's only number nine? Yeah. Damn, okay. Again, a lot of this was... Well, first of all, I was not told ahead of time that I was meant to put them in like... I thought we were just doing a collective group top 10. And then I, in a very short amount of time, was told to put them in order. So most of these are still chronological because that's how I thought about it. Technically, these are top 10 in order of the mostest, but actually in my heart, they're all equally number 10, number one. They're all equally a group together. It's a joint, very large podium, okay? <laughs> so you're saying that all of these episodes are getting a participation trophy? They're all getting a number one trophy, excuse me. <laughs> You're such a millennial. <laughs> you want everyone to win. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. For the record, I do not believe that life is a zero-sum game. I appreciate the fact you're putting them on a level playing field. However, I decided to move to the hierarchy. <laughs> so the reason that Dalek is on here is because Dalek, I felt, was the first episode that we did together where it really clicked. Dalek comes straight after a lot of jokey episodes and it's one of the first in the series that really, like it's dealing with the Daleks, right? It's dealing with one of the Doctor's primary traumas and we actually like get a really good juicy episode. Also the production value on that episode was really gorgeous as well. So we got to dive into that. But it was also the first episode I felt that we really had a handle on what we were doing and things were actually moving and we'd really gotten into a rhythm with each other and we knew what each other's strengths were. So it was just an episode where a lot of things came together in really beautiful ways. I also really love Dalek for all of those reasons and all of those reasons are why it is higher up on my list. So when we get to where it is on my list, just pretend I said all that. Anyway, mine. Oh no, nine. you're gonna have to do your own blurb for Dalek. Fine. My number nine was Flux Chapter 3, Once Upon Time. Because I just really enjoyed that episode. It's probably one of my favorite episodes of Flux. I really enjoyed talking about it. I thought we had a good discussion about it. I just had a lot of feelings about that episode. And I felt very strongly about that. I don't know if it came across in the recording how strongly I enjoyed that episode but definitely upon re-watching Flux that episode stands out to me as one I really enjoyed and also I feel like a lot of people in the fandom did not enjoy it so I'm very defensive of that episode because I love it so much. I was just about to say Once Upon Time is also on my list and that is also one of the reasons that I love it. <laughs> Yeah, is because I remember listening to a lot of other criticism and analysis and recapping of that episode and I felt like we were kind of one of the only voices that really gave it joy and mm -hmm. I'm proud of that. Also, people aren't giving Belle her time. It pisses me off. Belle is mm -hmm. not as beloved as she needs to be and our episode yeah. stands up against that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, what's your number eight? Number eight is Empty Child Doctor Dances. And oh, that's also on my list, but it's not number eight. I just have a really positive memory of editing this episode, actually. Like I can remember it in my head and it was the first time I really got my head around. uh, This is just a personal milestone for me in terms of editing, but it was the first time I feel like I really started to understand pacing and how to make an episode. Like there's the raw recording that we do and then there's the editing that we do to it and sort of pacing and sort of how much breath to allow things and all that sort of stuff. And I also really like it. They're beautiful episodes. I think it was the first episodes we gave 100% A pluses to. Not true. Not true? We gave 100% to Dalek. (laughs) It's the one that sticks in my mind. I feel like Dalek's in a class of its own, so I don't count it. (laughs) Dalek is is above A plus. It's beyond the rubric. Yeah, I'm going to get to that when I get to why, why I put Dalek where I put it on my list. Because I have another specific reason for that that you did not say. Um, but yeah, I also felt like that was one of the first times as well. We really, like, we're not shy about how we analyze stuff and the fact that we bring up a lot of things about representation and diversity and portrayals of feminism and all this kind of stuff. And this was one of the first episodes where we really dove into that and held no bars. And it's an episode that I enjoy listening back to, which is also, which is rare for me. It's non-existent for me. I never listen back to episodes, but I appreciate that for you. But we'll get to what I like about the Dr. Dances when we get to it on my list. My number eight is Village of Angels because that's just a stunning, beautiful episode. Maxine Alderton, man, she's just, and like it made the Weeping Angels something that I could love again. And I just really adored that episode. And also the ending to that episode when the doctor turns into the angel, just gives me chills. And I feel like that was also when we were really getting into our stride of talking about Flux episodes. One of the reasons I really love it is because it is the last mini-sode of ours. That's actually a mini-sode. Before we really dive into getting into our longer Flux episodes. And it really is episode that sets the stage for the last two flux episodes it's when like we really started to fully understand the story and sink our teeth into it and get a fuller picture of what the story was like and I just really appreciated the discussions that came from that same brain because village of the angels was my next one as well (laughs) that's hilarious because so so empty child doctor dances is your eight and village of the angels is my eight but Empty yeah. Child Doctor Dances is my seven. <laughs> In Village of the Angels is your seven. So we just switched. Yeah. So we just flipped them. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Amazing. Okay, so say you're six because I know that we're gonna have a different six. No for a fact. <laughs> yeah, no, we we, we definitely are. <laughs> My favorite six, my favorite six, my number six is Father's Day. (laughs) Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the reason that it's Father's Day is that I really enjoy that episode. 
It was also the very first episode we did where we had really different opinions on the episode. And I feel like it was a real mark in our development as podcasters and as co-hosts in terms of what do we do? Like, what do we do in this situation when one of us really hates the episode? (laughs) When one of us is really wrong about liking the episode. Um, mm, mm, mm. choice words choice words okay I'm just doing this because I know you're not gonna like my number six I gotta get my shots in while I can okay <laughs> interesting all right but yeah no I think it was a really first of all I stand by it I like both the actual episode of Doctor Who and our episode on it I think both of them are really good and mm-hmm. that we did a really good job talking about it I feel like we addressed everything in it in a really in-depth mature way and that we opened up the discussion and also this is one of the reasons that I was really adamant that we talk about every episode because so many podcasts that I listen to like recap podcasts not just Doctor Who ones but like across the board skip episodes and I as a listener find it really annoying and really upsetting because there are so many episodes that people avoid because they tackle dark matter or because no one quote-unquote likes them or just a bunch of reasons why people avoid talking about episodes when I want to know that like I why do you find it uncomfortable why is this hard and also it gives space for people who do want to talk about this stuff for usually the exact same reasons so this was also a mark of again not only the actual like body of the content but why we were making the content and I'm proud of it ha yeah and I will say that there are some things that in the future particularly I will never ever talk about Torchwood with you and you need (laughs) to get a different co-host if we ever talk about Torchwood on the Wibbly Wobbly Tommy Wommy podcast it's going to be with the co-host other than Talia. <laughs> I'm just stating that right now. Because while it's important for these discussions to happen, sometimes the reason that people skip episodes is because they are too traumatic and too difficult for someone to talk about. Like, you can't force someone to discuss something that triggers their trauma. Yeah, absolutely. So... And I, I, I will caveat that. I will caveat that just in case any of the audience is like, oh my gosh, Lucia's holding Talia hostage. Talia has a get out of free card anytime they want. If Talia came to me and was like, hey, I really can't watch this episode. I'm going to go and I'll find a way around it. I'm going to talk about every episode because I have no problem diving into any kind of trauma. That is my happy place. I like it there. I can't believe you just said trauma was your happy place. Talking about and analyzing trauma is my happy place. (laughs) Actually experiencing it is not so fun, but I genuinely find it really interesting and really invigorating to have those hard discussions. So just in case anyone's worried, (laughs) Talia's going to be okay. Meanwhile, while Lucia really enjoys having conversations about this, I have had to edit out a lot of my crying. (laughs) Don't blame it like that. No, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not that bad. 
I'm speaking mostly in jest. Lucia has given me a get out of free card if I ever decide that I don't want to talk about something. And like I said, we have edited out a lot of me crying and saying that I can't talk about this right now. We're shifting the topic. So there's a lot of times that listeners don't know about where we have driven a little bit too deep and I haven't been able to handle it. So we cut it out because we're accommodating to each other. Yeah. And I will say there have also been times where like there are some episodes that we have talked about that have gotten real close to home for me. Talia knows that. I know that. There are many discussions that we have had both on and off air that you will never see. No. Nope. <laughs> you will never hear. <laughs> because a lot of this, and this is also kind of, um, I know we're spending a bit of time on this, but there's so much shame around being part of fandom and enjoying any kind of media that people find silly or ridiculous or childish. And the reason that I'm such a strong advocate (laughs) for fandom to like, for basically saying fuck you to purity culture, (laughs) because that's what it is at the end of the day. It's a really, really awful shame-based, white Christian-based control mechanism about how people process and view the world a lot of this is a pathway to deeper stuff a lot of this is a place of connection a lot of this is a way of reflecting and processing and figuring out your own life and figuring out how you see the world and that should never be shamed and that should always be walked into with both arms open and therefore Watch Father's Day. It's good for you. (laughs) Unless it's too triggering, in which case you don't have to. Do what works best for you. My number six, which I know you won't have on here, is Legend of the Sea Devils. You are right. I do not have Legend of the Sea Devils on there. (laughs) And the reason I really love this episode is because Again, it's an episode that we disagreed on and I feel like that's important to have on here. And also it's an episode that I really love. I really love Legend of the Sea Devils. I know that you don't. I feel like it's important to highlight on here because so many people hated Legend of the Sea Devils unabashedly. And I feel like I was one of the only people who's had nice things to say about it that I heard like I didn't hear a lot of voices saying great things about it obviously people were like saying great things about the Thasmin stuff but a lot of criticism was just like the Thasmin was great everything else was awful I don't think that's true I think that it's a good episode overall important things were cut out of the episode the episode was adjusted after the fact If you look at the notes about the production of the episode of what was going on behind the scenes, the episode was a better episode and was then edited to be a worse episode. I still think that it was a good episode overall, even though it was perhaps not as good as it could have been if certain scenes hadn't been edited out. It was obvious watching it that certain scenes were edited out because of needing it to fit a certain runtime and despite reasons for the episode being edited the way it was I think it was still a good episode 
and it worked well for what it was given. I just think it's really unfair to judge the episode the way it's been judged when there are so many other episodes that are just as campy, just as rushed. And I feel like they were not given the same level of criticism. And I feel like a lot of the blame for this episode being the way it was is based on, I don't know, we don't need to get into like our disagreements about Legend of the Sea Devils We know why people were really harsh on Legend of the Sea Devils. (laughs) Yeah, people were really harsh on Legend of the Sea Devils because people hate Chris Chibnall's era and they hate having a woman doctor and they hate having a woman person of color directing and they hate having Asians highlighted and we all know people are racist and sexist and they won't admit it and even when they aren't explicitly buying into racism and sexism it's an inherent bias and even if people are giving good faith interpretations why they didn't like an episode it will be co-opted by racist and sexist people who will take the words of anyone who doesn't like something and use it for their own purposes because they will say look this woman doesn't like this thing it must be awful and I am not sexist for disliking it because this woman doesn't like it oh, this person of color doesn't like this thing. I must not be racist for not liking it. Sexist and racist and bigoted people who are like homophobic and transphobic and have all these horrible views and opinions hide behind legitimate criticism and piggyback off of it with their own bigoted views. And so then people with legitimate criticisms have to either withhold their criticism or go to extreme lengths to prove the ways in which they are not buying into that bigotry. I feel like a lot of the times the people who are making those legitimate criticisms are not always explicit enough with the fact that their criticisms are not based in that bigoted viewpoint such that people who are bigoted are able to co-opt their arguments and do such things as misquote them and misuse their words. So anyway. Even in a mini-sode, we managed to get into these discussions. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. And it's not, we haven't even gotten to our top five yet. Well, we're about to. But we're about to. All right. What is your number five episode? My number five episode is newer. Oh, because I love it. <laughs> That's very cute. It's not on my list at all, though. <laughs> New Earth's good. New Earth's dumb, but it's good. I know why New Earth is on your list. I know why. It's because of Cassandra. <laughs> it's because of Cassandra, yeah. That is how you reintroduce a villain and give them depth masterclass in that area specifically the rest of new earth a little bit dodgy there are ups and downs but that part in particular choice and 
we did a good job on our episode of it as well. Yeah, I think it definitely is a very good episode. I like how we did that episode. My number five is The Vanquishers. Ooh. The last episode of Flux. It wasn't our Flux wrap-up episode. That was how we actually wrapped up Flux. But I liked how we talked about the completion of Flux and its narrative and the series as a whole. And again, it was one of her not-so-many-minisodes, which... Like I said, I don't think we've made a proper mini-sode since Village of the Angels. This is definitely not a mini-sode that we're recording right now. Nope. It might be as bad as our mini-sode with Ella, which was over an hour. (laughs) But anyway, The Vanquishers was just such a fun episode to record. And I just feel like it was a really great conclusion to Flux. And I know a lot of people disliked it. including me from memory um (laughs) yeah I know you didn't like it but I really enjoyed it I feel like it had a lot of the doctor really doctoring if that makes sense it was a point at which I could see so much of the other doctors in 13 and I just really enjoyed the conversation that we had about it We had different opinions on that episode. I remember that was the episode where we decided to just agree to disagree about whether or not it was funky or fabulous, which I thought was a good way to go. And it allowed me to use a lightning bolt graphic, which I always appreciate. But like I said, it was the doctor really doctoring. It's the doctor really embodying everything that I love about them. And I also am just very defensive again of the doctor's decision to use the Centaurians against themselves and wipe out the Daleks and Cybermen because that is exactly something the doctor would do. At that point, the doctor has been driven to the absolute brink. And it's something I could easily imagine 10 or 11 or 12 doing. I couldn't imagine nine doing it. Nine explicitly did not do it, but I could easily imagine 10, 11, or 12 doing it. This is why nine is the best doctor, by the way. Nine doesn't commit genocide. (laughs) He very explicitly never commits genocide. Number four for me was Girl in the Fireplace, which is not what I was expecting to choose when I was looking through my episodes it was very interesting listening back because in the wrap up episode I must have just straight up forgot so I was like I want to put special mention on girl in the fireplace because fireplace is that girl I had fully forgot how much we hated that episode (laughs) the collective memory yeah no I was very surprised when you said that I was like, does Lucia have the same remembrance of that episode as I do? Because clearly I did not. But I think part of it was that I really loved making this episode with you. I also really apologize. This is another one where it's like, don't actually listen back to it. Please don't listen back to it because my audio is fucked for that episode. And I'm so sorry. (laughs) I will say there is good reason for the audio being bad for that episode. One is because there was something wrong with your end recording. Two is because I messed up the method of recording. 
what we usually do when we record is we record a mono file where we're on top of each other. And then we record separate files where we're individualized. And then when we're talking on top of each other in the mono file, we cut out and then splice back in our individual tracks. Girl in the Fireplace, we accidentally didn't save the singular files. So all you had was the mono file. In the singular files that we use as backups, because they didn't save, and those are usually better quality, we weren't able to use them. I just realized we're not recording backup files for this episode. Fuck. Yikes. Anyway, um, fingers crossed. I recommend listening to the transcript for that episode because we have a really good- You mean reading the transcript? Yep. Or putting it through a text to speak. I'm not the boss of you. Um, you can listen to our transcripts. It's possible. It would be better than listening to our original audio. Don't do that. Yeah, I highly recommend just reading the transcript or putting the transcript through text-to-speech because, okay, yeah, it's a rough one. Yeah, but the reason I put this on there is, again, I like the fact that we are a bit of a dissenting voice. We're a small dissenting voice. We're quite little still, but Girl in the Fireplace, excellent concept, poor execution. And not enough people talk about that. They get carried away, as I did, by the awesomeness of the concept and they forget the content. And we talk about that. And I'm proud of us. So that's why I'm not even sure the concept is that awesome, but okay. The concept of Madame de Pompadour is very good by herself. Okay. The fact that she was written by Stephen Moffat and everything that followed after, meh. Okay. Okay, so my number four is Survivors of the Flux for the reasoning. You have a lot of flux in your. I you do. Have a lot of flux. This is the last flux episode I have on here, but the reason I have Survivors on the Flux on here is again, as I mentioned before, it is the first minisode that was not a minisode. It was the first time that we we're like, okay, this is so good. It wasn't even good. We gave it a funky, but this is so worth discussion that we can't keep it to 20 minutes. Like we have to keep talking. And so I really just appreciated that about the episode. And even though we didn't love the episode, I feel like we had a good conversation about it. And that's what I'm going to say, because we've got to keep moving. Got to keep trucking. All right. My number three is Once Upon Time. For basically all the reasons you said, we're running low on time. I don't feel a need to go into it. Once Upon Time is good. And we do a good um, episode on it. Great. My number three is Eva the Daleks because that was our breakout episode where more people started listening to us. That was also when Phasmin became canon. So I really loved it for that. Eva the Daleks is just a stunning episode and it gets a lot of love and it is well-deserved love. Okay, so my number two is going to surprise you and I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. My number two is Idiot Slanton. And I'll fuck? tell you... <laughs> you hate that episode. But I love the episode we do on it. Idiot Slanton, I think was the first episode which we both hated that I think I think we do a really good job of speaking 
in a positive and enjoyable way about something that we both hate. Like one of the criticisms that we got when we asked for feedback at our wrap up was like, it's uncomfortable listening to you guys hate on something. And that's, yeah, that's legitimate criticism. I also don't like listening to people hate on something. And I think we both did a really good job of talking about something that we both hate Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that it's a good episode to listen to. Not only because we do a good job, but also because it's an important discussion to have. And Mm -hmm. I also really liked the way that we dealt with it was being like, okay, well, how do we fix this? Mm -hmm. It was a positive, proactive approach to when you come across stuff, like, again, I'm always going to find ways to talk about how we digest and how we think about the media that we consume and how do we do that in positive, affirming ways. And I think we did it and I'm proud of us. Now that I know you're number two, if you don't have the same number one, we're going to have to fight. (laughs) My number two is Dalek for all the reasons you said, but also because it was the first episode that we watched together. And that was really fun. After we finished recording, what's the episode before Dalek? It's Aliens of London and World War III. (laughs) Yeah, basically what happened is after we finished recording Aliens of London and World War III, we were like, okay, we didn't really, like, those episodes were, like, weird, uncomfortable, whatever. But Dalek is a great episode. It's a shame that we hadn't already watched Dalek and we couldn't just go ahead and record Dalek next. Because also the other thing was, before we recorded Aliens of London and World War III, we had originally been planning to record two-part episodes as separate episodes. But as we started discussing it, we realized they were blending into each other. So we decided mid-episode to combine them And then we had more time left in our recording than we expected, but we hadn't watched Dalek yet. So then I was like, hey, why don't we just watch Dalek together? (laughs) So I like hooked up my DVD to my computer. And this was one of our nighttime recordings. So like you had the whole day. It was a Sunday morning for you. I was just staying up for all hours of the night because I don't sleep. And we just watched Dalek together and texted each other on Messenger, like our reactions. And so I just have a lot of really fond memories of that. So, yeah, so that's why Dalek is my number two. All right, now we better have the same number one or we're going to have to fight. I'm going to come to Australia. (laughs) All right, so I want to preface this. Don't worry. Don't get Don't look at me like that. This is a good, I want to preface this. I originally misunderstood the assignment and I thought we could include bonus episodes. So my original first was our chat with Ella because I genuinely think that's the best episode we've ever done. It's really good. I loved talking with Ella. It was such a brilliant, fantastic opportunity and it was really fun and really exciting to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the stars aligned and it worked out really well. And I'm really fucking proud of it. And you should go listen to it. <laughs> um, so that was originally going to be my number one. Again, I think it's become increasingly clear over the last however long. I did not understand a lot of things about this assignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did not understand the assignment at all. <laughs> nope. So I had to very quickly rejig 
my entire system and come up with what I actually thought was of the episodes that we've done that are about episodes of Doctor Who, what was number one. And to that, I have a different answer, obviously. But for that one, it's got to be, it has to be Impossible Planet and Satan Pit. Yes! Okay. I was going to say, if that wasn't your number one, I was going to fight you. <laughs> and did you notice I said it correctly this time? Just yes, for you. Yes, you did. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. It's, it's the best one we did. We talk about a lot of really fun stuff. Um, again, I'm using the term fun. <laughs> it was really fun to talk about and really important to talk about. And I enjoy the conversations that I have with you. And I feel like it was really good. Some of the recordings that we've done have felt, I'm not going to lie, some of them have felt like a slog. Like mm-hmm. some of them, the chemistry isn't working. Sometimes we have to re-record. One, sometimes we have to re-record. There are re-recorded episodes. <laughs> there are. We're about to re-record another one. Yeah. Or I want to re-record it. <laughs> yeah, no, sometimes uh, one of us stays up late. Sometimes one of us has like, like we were saying before, sometimes one of us has trauma that's tied up with the content of the episode and we have to deal with that and we have to work with that. There are a bunch of different reasons why an episode might not work out and why it might never see the light of day. There are also episodes that surpass everything and are just Mm -hmm. a golden time. And Mm -hmm. I've thoroughly enjoyed, like even the editing of Satan's Pit was less hellish, (laughs) ironically. Satan Pit. Also, another reason I love Impossible Planet and Satan Pit is because I like teasing you about saying it wrong. <laughs> but yeah. Just go listen to it. Yeah, go listen to it. It's a really fun episode. It's a really great episode. I really want to go on our website and do a search to see how many times the terms religion, trauma, and empire uh, <laughs> show up on our website. Because <laughs> many many i'm sure because that's basically like (laughs) we talk about it so much (laughs) they're recurring (laughs) themes in doctor who it's almost like it was made by the english or something (laughs) (laughs) well we have been fully talking for over an hour in this mini-sode (laughs) we're never gonna make another mini-sode we're never gonna make another mini-sode we just have to accept it Actually, our centenary special trailer episode was like 17 minutes. So that was amazing. Amazing. And I think our Legend of the Sea Devils episode was like almost a mini-sode. It was 30 minutes. I also just wanted to say, because I looked it up because I was like, hang on. And I just want to remind everyone, the centenary special trailer is 45 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And we managed to talk about it for 17 minutes yeah it's 45 seconds you will never be starved for content with us that is our promise to you (laughs) yeah no even though we're not so this is a tentative very tentative because you know us in our release dates but we are aiming to release season three on november 3rd however being the operative word aiming is the operative word we might end up pushing it back and just doing more bonus episodes we'll see we'll see we'll see in the meantime watch all the episodes we just talked about they're all really good with creator's approval yeah 
with certain yeah. caveats. Yeah. All right. That out of the way. Now we're done talking about Bruce. <laughs> Probably. Mostly. Maybe. We'll see. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey podcast. We hope you enjoyed this adventure with us through space and time. You can find us elsewhere on the internet on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at WibblyPod. Follow us for more Wibbly Wobbly content. You can find out more information about us and our content on WibblyWobblyTimeyWimey.net and full transcripts for episodes at WibblyWobblyTimeyWimey.net slash transcripts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can also send us an email at WibblyWobblyTimeyWimeyPod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and other platforms as it helps other people find us and our content. If you'd like to support us, you can send us a donation at paypal.me slash wibblypod. Special thanks to our editor, Dee, who has been a vital member of the Wibbly Wobbly team. That's all for now. Catch you in the time vortex.